listening to She Shield, your one-stop pod for all topics safety. I'm your host, Sophia, and my goal is to help educate women and men on concealed carry, martial arts, and all topic self-defense. Today, we have Lena Mitchellick on the episode or show. Wow, I'm already getting my words mixed up because I'm so excited. <laughs> I would love for you to go ahead and introduce yourself, Lena. Yeah, um, my name is Lena. I have been and I'm mostly known for my professional competitive shooting career. So that's spanning a little over 10 years now. And in that time, I've managed a whole bunch of titles, luckily uh, eight world titles in five different disciplines. So I'm really proud of the fact that, uh, and not only proud, like I have to be because I'm ADHD. Like I'm not, I can't focus that well. I can focus kind of well, but I want to just shoot all the different guns. So um, a rifle, shotgun, three gun, uh, PCC pistol caliber carbine. I do it all and I've had really good luck at it. And what else do I have to say? Oh, I come from two professional competitive shooting parents. I was literally born and raised on a gun range, uh, next to a gun shop that my grandfather started. And he was one of the very first ever custom gunsmiths and the first civilian to ever win Camp Perry, which was a really prestigious one-handed bullseye shooting competition. Uh, and oh, so much. I travel <laughs> a lot. I overland. I have a yellow lab named Letty. Uh, that's, well, that's good. There's a little sampler, that's a little perfect. sampler of me. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it's such a... Uh, mm-hmm. A compliment that you can it's hard for you to describe all the things you do because there are so many great things about you but sorry what were you about to say oh nothing you're good okay awesome well <laughs> i um the motivation behind me um pestering you until you came on the show uh, was about uh, the Rose program that you just launched. Um, it's really blown up. It's all over my For You page. Uh, so Instagram definitely knows what I want to see. Um, yes. So I'd love for you to talk about that and just everything that has yeah. to do with that. I hope it's not too early to jump right in. No, I would love to. Um, I'll give you, because we have a while here, I'll give you a little bit of a, a backstory. Um, because... It means a whole lot to me, uh, and I rarely get to present at all. But uh, COVID happened. Ready? We're going to go back in time. So COVID happened. <laughs> all I've been doing my whole life uh, is shooting guns. Uh, since I was 15, I went professional. I got my GED. I said, all I'm going to do is shoot guns because I knew what level of dedication it took to make it a career because I had examples before me, my mom and my father, which showed me that this is what you want. It has to be all that you do. So I said, all right, it's what I want. I really like shooting three gun rifle, pistol, and shotgun. I did that. And I want all these things. I have had a beautiful career and I'm talking 200 plus days on the road a year competing. Uh, The rest of that time is spent training. I also grew up watching my mother, who was one of the best female competitive shooters and one of the best, like, uh, competitors overall of anyone that I've ever met. I got to watch her be super fierce, win all these things, and then turn around and 
call together like her biggest competition in the woman in the women's competitive world and go, we're going to train together because we're all going to get better. And we're going to go, you know, overseas and represent uh, as a U.S. team. And these are all individuals that compete solely against each other. And she's like, doesn't matter. We're all coming together. We're going to train steel sharp and steel. We're going <laughs> She's the lady that uh, if someone beat her at a nationals, like she bought flowers for them and gave it to them as a tradition is like, hey, congratulations, you earned this. And I know you earned it because I made you earn it. And good on you. Here's your flowers for nationals. And just like an awesome lady. So I got to see kind of and grow up with, like since the age of 10, um, competing, watching my mom encourage women into becoming better marksmen. And that grew into a traveling camp that ran for 10 years. That was women's only. It was called Babes with Bullets. And it was like 20 to 30 students. Uh, all the instructors were female, national or world level champion and uh, competitive shooters. And they would take on students from, like, I've never touched a gun before to I'm a master level uh, USPSA shooter. And this traveled the U.S. And I got to grow up being the lunch lady and seeing it. Sorry, we're going way back. This is a long story. But please do. No, please. I just want to lay the ground. It's so, it's, it really goes back to, like, my roots. Like, we're talking about 10-year-old Lena right now. And I'm trying to build you up to a product that I just launched. So, uh, got to witness a lot of that, be a part of it, see how powerful it is to help people overcome a fear and learn a new craft and one that can be as valuable as firearms ownership. So how cool was that? Woo. What a cool childhood, huh? Uh, <laughs> and Absolutely. then I started my career. I did that COVID hit and I really got sick and tired of seeing people in fear. It was a time of just, you know, chaos. We were all there. Everyone was terrified. And fear is such a liar. And it's the ultimate thief of life. Like, it tells you, like, you can't be afraid. Just, like, don't do it. You can't, blah, blah. And if you listen to it, you're done. And I got so tired of seeing people listen to it and lose their lives, just hand it over to someone else because they had no option. So I was like, ah, jeez, like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm stuck at home. I'm just a girl that literally shoots guns and posts videos on Instagram and Facebook. So what can I do? And I was like, okay, brainstorm, Blah, big brainstorming session. And at the end of it, uh, and through COVID and through lots of months of searching and digging, I was like, all right, 2021 and big changes are coming. Uh, and luckily through 2021 and 2022, I better aligned with what I wanted. I decided that I was going to, I even bought this domain name called Lena Rosalie Concealed Carry. Rosalie's my middle name. So I was like, this is going to be my thing. 
I'm on a mission to make everyone comfortable with firearms ownership. Because if you're comfortable with firearms, like that's the first step. Everyone tries to jump too far ahead, in my opinion. If we just got to get comfortable with guns, step one, like everyone's like, you got to, before we even purchase a gun, before someone's even thought about it, we're already pushing so many advanced questions upon them. And it's like, hey, let's just get cozy. And I want everyone to have that ability. I don't want anyone to be in fear of firearms. So I decided it was time for me to take my skill set, take it on the road. I had this whole big plan to travel the U.S. and teach all these classes and do all these things. And it was going to be a whole big hoopla. And really randomly, at like 10 o'clock at night in a hotel lobby in Arkansas, I was talking with his name's Patrick from SIG in marketing. And I was like, Patrick, you know, my life is shifting, you know, like, and I had to like, it meant that with this big tour and teaching all these classes, I would not be able to commit to competing. So this is me saying, Hey, I'm putting the entirety of everything I've ever done on pause so that I can try and commit these other time, this other time to building up uh, other people. And I told him this whole big spiel. And I, it was like one of the first times I said it out loud. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's happening, you know. And he, mm-hmm. Petra goes, okay, I love it. We're going to do it. And I was like, what do you mean? We're going to do it. So he's like, we're going to do it. We're going to figure this out. And I was like, okay, whatever, Patrick. Patrick talks a lot. So I was like, okay. And uh, a week later, he called me. And he literally says, I showed it to Ron. Ron is our CEO of SIG Sour. And I was like, Patrick, what do you mean you showed it? He's like, I told him about what you wanted to do. (laughs) And it was just like a, like a from the heart friends, like pouring my heart out. Like I got to help people. This is my calling. This is my path. It's aligning with what I have to do and all this. And he was just like, I told him it's the plan we're going. And I, and that was it. And like, that's how it started. Like it started by Sig believing in my immense passion and decision to shift all these things around and decide to figure out what it was I could do to support women specifically getting into firearms ownership. And they were like, yeah, we're doing it. And that was obviously not part of my plan. <laughs> so right. everything and that big grand tour and all these other things got just like thrown aside and we left into what is now Rose by Sig Sour. Because like I really just kind of had a dream and like a I'm doing it. Like that was pretty much all I had done. I picked a direction and I was saying and telling people that I was going to do it and making plans and then it got all flipped upside down in the best way possible because what it allowed us to do which i hadn't even thought about it in the time like in the moment but what it allowed me to do was finally connect some parts of the industry that i feel like have always existed but never together like 
you are an instructor. You are here to help support people in their firearms ownership journey. That is fantastic. We have all these users on the outside going, let's build you up to be a great owner. And then we have the companies pushing products going here, buy our products. This is what you need to be a good marksman. And they're not together. And you have right. to have both of them. Like you got to have a product right. that you really believe in that you can use. And you got to have the skills to use it well. And yes. like I said, it's nothing new. We've had tons of initiatives for women and there's tons of people instructing women. And I'm not saying that that's a new thing. My mom did it. Like I grew up doing it as a kid in the right. base of bullets, but finally the industry is going, Hey, you know what? We have to further support our customer. You know, now that they have this product, how can we make them a competent and confident marksman? 98% of guns are shot less than once a year. So like people aren't going to the yeah. range, they're just buying them. And now we have so many people that bought a gun in the last few years just because they finally had something scarier than the idea of owning a gun. And it's the only reason they have one, but they still have this, what feels like a, like a snake in a box in the corner that's just going to like yes. pop out and bite them. And then when they get online and go, I need help. Oh my gosh, it's overwhelming. When I turned 21, I was like, mm, no big deal. Concealed carry. I've been waiting. You know, like I've been <laughs> shooting guns. I already got world titles. Like I am good to right. go. I live on a right. I shoot at least. Like, no big deal. Come on. And right. then I tried. And then I tried. Then I finally, I got my, my license and I was like, oh. and I'm still struggling. You know, like here I am. What? Oh. Seven years later, concealed carrying, and I'm still figuring things out. And I had every question about how to shoot guns, about how to be a good marksman. I had all those answers already. And just the question of how do I carry this on my person was overwhelming. And then I got into the, well, what's the legal side of concealed carry? And then what about when I'm traveling? And then what about this? And then what about that? <laughs> so right, um, exactly. it's a huge elephant. And I'm excited mm -hmm. that Sig and I are taking it as the industry and finally cutting it up into smaller pieces that are like bite-sized and giving those to customers so that they can build up over time. They can build up their skill set. Because I don't want people to just buy guns. I want people to be really good users of guns. Because it's silly just to have them. So, yes. Anyways, Rose. Rose, what is Rose? Sorry, long. <laughs> oh my gosh, long, no. That's incredible. It's all Rose. Lots of talking about it. Please, um, but that's what this time is for. All of, yeah, all of that led up to... Um, me being able to offer a kit with SIG. So it's a beautiful box that looks like it belongs in your closet with the rest of your designer boxes. And it doesn't yell, I have a gun. Step one. 
Uh, Love that. It has a safe storage option that comes in it because as soon as you get a firearm, the number one thing that's next is like, what am I going to do with this? Where am I going to put it? Well, before right. you even take it to your car, you can have it locked in a portable safe that is electric code access, that's waterproof, that's TSA approved. You can tether it to shit. Wow. You can hit it with a bunch of stuff. I've done it. You freaking smash that box all around. <laughs> um, it's quite nifty. And then there's two different pistol options. Uh Two magazines, a uh, mag assist loader, because loading mags is always a challenge. And then what yes. I'm most excited about is five dummy rounds, which doesn't seem like much because they're just like little plastic inert dummy rounds. But, like, they hold so much potential. And with those rounds, you can come to the online videos where it's truly, like, we walk through handling firearms together. Like in my, my greatest hope is that they set their computer down and they set their little kit down and we can just literally unbox it and work through like, how do I pick up a gun? And let's pick up a gun five times. And in the way that I present it, it's very one step at a time with repeated motion, like, and reps, much like an at home workout video. Like we're going to do that. But with guns, and we're going to have one specific technique that we focus on for this small movement, and then we're going to repeat it a few times, and we're going to get it till it's comfortable to us, and then we're going to stack on the next because firearms—they're a lot. Like just learning about a gun is an entire knowledge base of itself. Then you have to know how you interact with it. And that's an entire another knowledge base and experience and then like a physical skill that has to go with it. So yeah, the videos are a bit longer. They're not super long. They're like, I think like 18 to 25 minutes because they're one thing supposed to be follow along. But this was where I kind of had right. some brick walls because people were like, we want this to be like a two minute video. And I'm like, no, I right. can't tell you anything good in two minutes. Like, I can give you, like, right. a crumb, like, such a crumb, but, like, I want to lay a foundation. Right. So yes, these absolutely. are truly foundational. Like, these are the videos that I could truly say, hey, um, pick up your kit. Don't You don't have to tell anybody. You don't have to talk to anybody. You can just pick up your kit, go home, watch these videos with me. And we will build up our skill set until we are ready to go to the range together. And we'll do at home dry fire first. And then we'll learn how to load our mags with our dummy rounds and how to safely load and unload our gun. We'll learn how to do everything we, we need to have a good experience when we go. Because a good first time experience is so important. So important. Absolutely. So, anyways. So that's Rose. And there's also an online community. There's a Facebook group that's all women. Uh, and that thing is popping. Like those people are, they are all about it. And I'm excited to be able to hop in here over the next few months and really be able to provide additional information and support to all of them and be able to have a direct line for SIG to get communications from their buyers because that is such a hard thing for the industry to have 
But now it's like, right. hey, you want to know what women want? Boop, 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 boop. Hey, women, like, what do you want? <laughs> Turn around, go sick. Right. Hey, like, let's do this. So I'm yeah. super excited to just yes. kind of like, I don't know, shake it up a little bit, kind of give some people some voices and a place to be and invite people that are kind of on the fringes to go, hey, like, let's just touch a gun, get cozy with it, and then we'll move on. We don't have to put a gun in Absolutely. our pants quite yet. We can just hang right. out. Right. We can just shoot. Absolutely. That'll be good. That's a really so. good point. I While I lead with a lot of concealed carry topics on my page, I get a lot of questions. I get most questions about just how to start and what gun to buy. And I oftentimes find people asking me about a holster before they've even gotten their gun. And I, I always tell them like, Hey, let's, let's back up a little bit and talk about mm-hmm. what you're thinking. Um, and I think it's great when I understand why people want to get a gun that's compatible with like filster, um, holsters, like mm-hmm. anything like that, where they've just seen how versatile it is. And I understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I totally agree. I love that you're leading with the concept over like the consumerism side, um, and like the skills Let's- over the product. And so nice to see. Yeah. It's what has to be, you know, like we got, we got so many guns out there. We got so many, everything out there. (laughs) It's like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Let's just make things easier. Let's stop trying to reinvent the wheel and like, let's just listen to what people want and provide them the answers that we know that they need. Like, we know people need safe storage. We know people need training. We know people need encouragement to go to the range. We know that the narrative of how we talk to people needs to shift. Okay. Cool. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> no big deal. I love let's, just get to, let's just get to doing. Absolutely. And uh, for anyone interested in actually purchasing a Rose by 6R, how do they go about getting one can they just go to their local range yes you can call your local dealer they're shipping uh nationally they were received remarkably well so that's super exciting we just launched in january and it's two different pistol options one is a 380 365 and one is a 365 xl comp uh rose and Okay. I can tell you, there's a reason for both of them. Uh, I chose a 380 in the lineup because if this is truly someone's first gun, like we always tell people, if you've never shot a gun before, shoot a 22. Absolutely. I agree. But yeah. if you're only going to buy one gun and you're only going to shoot one gun and you're only going to do one thing, I think a 380 in this gun is the most perfect I can learn to train on it because it's light recoil. I can learn how to do everything. And I have an option that I can carry and it is an appropriate caliber for personal protection. So that's the 380. It's also a little bit smaller than the nine. And then the nine, which is an XL. So it's just a little bit bigger and it has a comp on the Mm -hmm. end. Um, The little bit bigger is against popular belief. Uh, the bigger the pistol, usually the easier the recoil is to manage. Uh, whereas the smaller the pistol, the harder it is. <laughs> this is a this is like a thing that 
is very contrary to most things that I run into with people, but just a, a note, but um, the XL is a little bit bigger, so it's nicer with that nine millimeter uh, round. The comp is, I love comp. It was my demand and it does an excellent job. So it helps with recoil management also. And 12 rounds, you put optic on that one if you want to get all fancy, anything you like. Wow. But, but those are two options. Yeah. That sounds incredible. I was actually going to ask you to go into detail on that. So I'm glad you did that. Um, it's, it sounds like you all have just made it like almost a scalable experience for anyone wanting to get into firearms. So that's absolutely incredible. Um, do you get to go in person as well and work with people when they purchase their rows? I know that you are, you know, you can't be in a thousand places at once, but uh, do you have any events where, that people um, yes. know can know about now or, okay. Um, we, uh, at the, ooh, what is it? I'm sorry. Ooh, so many things just went through my head. Right, I know uh, I should have given you a warning. You didn't plan these. <laughs> March, there are two events. Uh, one is open to anyone. Okay. It is in Florida at Frog Bones. So it's an in dealership in-store experience it's a try before you buy so you can come and shoot the guns in their indoor range for free you can i think get a discount i think they might even have a line on them they're kind of hard to find at this moment mm-hmm. um so i think there might be some like there Mm-mm. um and okay. then at the end <laughs> of march in nashville will be a rose retreat this will be the very first rose event it is already booked but um, it's two and a half days. It's a fly in and a dinner and then a half day on the range with me training. And then a half day of like concealed carry mm-hmm. seminars. And also we're in Nashville. So like line dancing and a beautiful dinner yes. at the Dolly Parton, like rooftop place. So we're going to do that. that. I was actually just there. Very nice. Oh, really? Oh, fantastic. Nice. <laughs> oh, yes. Know. I live in Jonesboro um, at the moment. So I'm oh, super yeah. close to Nashville. So yes, that oh, would be are. so much fun. Yes. Oh, perfect. Yeah. That's wonderful. So uh, yeah. that's the first two events. Uh, more in-store okay. ones to come. And okay. uh, yeah, kind of figuring it out as we go. Rose is still Very pretty nice. new. We're a little bit wobbly-legged, but we're doing pretty good. That's lovely. Yeah. And how was it at SHOT Show to, to talk about it like for the first time and on a big scale? Um, Numbing. Like no. <laughs> I was on a stage, like I had an entire wow. tent and stage and thing, you know, and like my boss's bosses there looking at me giving presentations to media. Um, I'm also like not someone that like, I am someone that does it. Like I do these things, but I'm not someone that right. does it because they're comfortable with it, <laughs> but I am good I at see. it. Okay. Luckily. <laughs> Right. Um, no, at least lovely. the people clap. So, like, as long as they clap, yes, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I need someone to cry, or I need someone to laugh, or I need someone to clap. <laughs> we gotta get some I type actually, of emotion. Absolutely, I saw that video, and you did an incredible job, yeah. and you're doing a wonderful job now. You're very fun to listen to. You're, you, I can just tell you're genuinely excited and love what you do, and. I, it's just thank awesome you. to see you in your element. So very cool. Oh, well, thank yes. you. Yeah. Yeah. That 
Oh, yeah. And to your listeners, if you ever watch the first <laughs> Rose launch video, I want you to know within the company, they refer to it as they're like the one where Lena's crying. And I'm like, damn it, everybody. Oh. <laughs> Shut your faces. But it's true. Like I do. I get choked up because so we were filming and they were yeah. just asking me questions and they were like, answer these questions. And I was like, oh, I care so much. Yes, so, of course. Anyways, it's uh, Absolutely. yeah. Follow your passions. If you don't get choked up talking about something you've been working on for a few months, I guess you're not doing something too well. That's a great point. Absolutely. I definitely do, unless I'm dissociating so I can cry later on my own. So it really <laughs> yes. sometimes. But uh, right? Sometimes. Yes, exactly. Um, I'd love to know how Shut your competition Sorry. <laughs> Dissociating. Yeah. This is like Hi. Hey, I was even there as like, right. I was there as a very small scale influencer, like did not really have any booth assignments and still was just so overwhelmed. So I cannot imagine how that was there's for you. One, there's one family. I hope they listen to this. I feel bad for them, but they caught me at a bad time. I was really hungry and tired oh, no. and I was trying oh, to make it to yeah. like the rental car with my family in the elevators. And it was like a Vegas and chaos and like elevators everywhere and I got like separated from them and I like looked no. up and it was just like this family and they were so excited and they were just like Lena and I literally looked up and I was like I'm sorry I can't smile anymore I gotta go <laughs> I just like oh, walked away and got so funny. I felt, I'm I sure they understood I need to eat food you know it's interesting I met more people in elevators and bathrooms and at like the social events after than I did at SHOT Show. And it was really funny to see people like let loose and be like, oh my gosh, today was so tiring. And like, it's almost like it lifted this veil of like, almost like professionalism in a way. Not that they weren't, of course, respectful and kind, but um, yeah, yeah, I'm sure that, you know, anytime I met them, Exactly. Yes. It's definitely a work hard, play hard, harder kind of event I learned. So that was really interesting. <laughs> uh, just, you know, the vibes in general, but mm-hmm. I won't go too much into that. I did know that like, I, I ran into, um, I ran into the president of a company I, I adore and I don't really want to shout it out on here. Cause I, I don't know. I'm just want to be careful with that, but I ran into him on the way up to my room And he was like, Hey, I saw you at my booth earlier. And I could just tell he was so tired, but felt like he needed to talk to me. Like I could tell he was really trying, like, and I just remember thinking like, wow, he must be so tired. And I even appreciated that he like noticed me. So I'm sure that family understood and just, yeah. yeah. Yes. I hope they listen as well. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And it goes, it shows kind of your heart and how much you care to even think about that. So that's awesome. Um, but I'd like to know how your history with competition firearms translated to concealed carry training and what training have you done to be a more, you know, well-practiced citizen with the firearm? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's see, how did it transfer? Um, just, I've shot a lot, a whole lot. Yes. So there's that. The shooting portion, I can put bullets where I would like. So that was kind of checked off. The biggest thing was understanding what my standards would be for myself on how I would carry a gun. 
you know, because when you're new, like you have to set your standards. Like, am I going to put a gun in my pocket? <laughs> am right. I going to use right. um, a fabric, you know, thing to hold it? Like, what are my standards? Like, do I have to have a trigger guard protected? Do I run all Kydex holsters? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, when I draw, right. do I demand that I don't sweep myself? Uh, like, there's a tons of questions right. that everyone, if it's only affecting you, you get to decide. So when it gets to the, does it affect other people? The, do the, I think, standards of the masses truly come down? Um, but on yeah. up until then, I'm very much so, I would say, like a free-form concealed carrier. Like, as long as it checks off your standards okay. of the gun is safe and it's on you. Those are my two things, like, that I have to check off when it gets into the, to the rest of it. Like, how fast does my draw have to be? I mean, I would love it. I would love for you to have a one-second draw. Love for you to have a two-second draw. Love for you to have a three-second draw, four-second draw, five-second draw. Love for you to have any second of draw rather than leave it at home. Right. I am very much so a don't leave it at home person uh, and make sure it's safe. Those are the two things that I demand, which gives, I think, a people, uh, which I know gives people a lot of room to work within. I know yes. what is standardized best. Cool. But if you're not comfortable with that, that doesn't mean that concealed carry isn't for you. You have yep. the freedom to decide what is going to be best for your lifestyle and you. So for me, it was a trigger guard. My trigger guard always had to be protected in something like Kydex, truly mm-hmm. secure. And then it needed to never cross my body while drawing. Important for me because okay. there are some things that you just kind of can't do without crossing your body. So that was a standard that I set for myself. And then I've gotten pretty creative on the got to keep it on me portion. I think I'm probably most known for like a thigh bag and a fanny pack, which are pretty much my two favorite forms of concealed carry. Um, I've tried everything else, though. Appendix, small, the back, enigma, belly band, ankle rigs, uh, concealed carry sports bras, uh, thigh mm-hmm. holsters inside the thigh, outside the thigh, uh, a couple different brands of those. <laughs> and there's, yeah. I'm sure you have your lovely tub of concealed carry gear also. Do it's a as drawer we, right as, now, but it's turning into a tub. Oh, it's just a drawer. Oh, I remember those days. Sure, it's a pretty big drawer, but <laughs> and you're like, oh, it's like. <laughs> right i have it's to like a, you know when you're taking something out you have to push things down to get it oh open. yeah, yeah that kind of get stuff. Stuff. <laughs> yeah i understand that. but um those are those are my main forms uh additional training that i have done for it and one of the best things i think i've done is go to waft in south florida and done multiple years of scenario training uh, one-on-one okay. group scenario training. And it was a fantastic experience on showing me and proving to myself how rarely I'm going to use a firearm, how much I do not ever want to yeah. use a firearm. I truly, mm, you know what I am really good at? 
freaking getting out of there. What? Getting out of anywhere. <laughs> like, I see something Perfect. bad, I'm gone. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so much yeah. better. <laughs> yes. Like, I, yeah. It's kind of wild how much we can avoid. We use our yeah. eyeballs. I've traveled solo across the United States here for like two years for wow. a career. Lots of gas stations, lots of rest areas, lots of things avoided. A lot of things that could have gone super different. And just because I, and specifically because I knew I had a firearm, like, and I'm so like, I don't want to, that I am hyper aware. And it has stopped so many things. And being comfortable to just stop in the middle and watch something and let it play out for a second catches so many other people off guard. Like I've had, yeah, I've had a lot of things where just drawing attention to someone has stopped a lot of things for me. Being comfortable using my voice was one of the biggest things that I learned because I am very Southern, quite polite, very yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, like we're not going to raise our voices. So to be assertive and to be like, just stop. You know, and yeah. to be able to draw a line and a stand for myself was literally one of the biggest things I got from uh, scenario training because I had to yeah. get comfortable with using it. And since then, I literally just had someone walking up behind me in a parking lot uh, that I had to turn on and be like, and he was just coming. Out. I was like, and I had to be like, stop. And only because I did that, did he stop and go, oh, I didn't mean to make you uncomfortable. And I'm like, we're in the back of the parking lot. And you're just walking up yeah. to me. Like, what do you think? I'm going to yeah. be like, this is cool. Of course. Um, right. So once again, being comfortable using you. your voice, you just got to do it. And stopping yeah, and watching. Like I said, more, I had some real situations that could have gone drastically different, but wasn't on my phone. I was aware. I understand my physical capabilities and my my uh, my rules for myself. And I stop and I watch. And then when you catch people when they were on like a bad path, they tell they tell on themselves pretty quickly. So if you're questioning, you got something in your gut, literally just stop, look around yeah. you, make sure where you are right there is secure, and just like observe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I absolutely love that. I love, no, 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 no. I love that you brought that up. I wanted to let you finish. Cause I was like, you, yeah. you're heading in like such a great direction with this, with this topic. Cause I, I, I'd love to hear everything you have to say about it. Mm-hmm. Um, no. So I love that you talked about, I keep saying, I love, I love, I love, but it's all <laughs> true. Um, yeah. So first of all, your, your concept of like, um, having, a gun on you is another level of responsibility to where like you think about the fact that you don't want to have to use it. So you think of everything mm-hmm. you can do beforehand to prevent having to use it. Um, that's a really great way to say that. I've never really thought of it specifically in that light, or I guess I've never really like talked yeah. about it out loud. Um, but I've had those mm-hmm. feelings as well. And I like that you're bringing attention to that because it's not like paranoia. It's just that you have an appreciation for what you would have to do if you did have to use it. And people who have actually trained know that that's... I understand the power. 
Yeah, I understand the power yes. that I have. I have the power to protect myself. So I have to right. be conscious of that at all times. And I don't want to. I, don't Absolutely. I really, 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 really don't want to. So there's so many other yeah. alternatives. So many. Like getting out. Yes. Yeah. So simple. Being observant, getting out of shit when yes. it doesn't feel right, listening to your gut when you pull into that gas yes. station and you're like, mm, something doesn't feel right. Yes. Doesn't matter. Okay. Drive five minutes further down the road and just get gas there. It's going to be the times that you're like, oh, yes. damn, you should have listened to yourself. Yeah, you should have. So listen to me now telling you. Yeah. If you won't listen to yourself. Right. Yes. Listen to Lena for sure. There have been yeah. countless gas stations I've driven away from that I just I got a bad feeling. I've even had my fiance behind me in a car, and um, this actually happened like a week ago. Um, I was about to, I was gearing up to go on a, a trip with my my friends, um, and anytime we go on a trip, I'm always like the person that drives, like the safety person. Mm -hmm. They always feel so relaxed with me, and I'm like, actually, no. If you could pay attention, that'd be great. Um, but before that, I was filling up my gas tank, you know, putting some like uh, whatever that like gas. Um, I'm going into way too much detail about that, but anyway, I pulled up to a gas station. My fiance was behind me, and I called him to let him know we were going to be moving on to the next one. And he was like, "We just passed like so many. Like, are you really sure you want to go back?" Like, he wasn't even like being resistant. Mm -hmm. He just wanted to know what was going. On. And I was like, "Do you see those three guys? Like." They were spread out. They were talking to each other and they were watching. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, I got this mm -hmm. terrible feeling and I listened to my gut. Like I use my yeah. gut for like, I don't know, probably 90% of all my decisions in life. <laughs> but um, Unless, you know, it's, it's more like, yeah, absolutely. Um, but we drove ones away and the ones that didn't. yeah, exactly. And I, Love that we did drive away. There was an instance, though, on that trip I just mentioned where all of my girlies and I were getting out of the car and we were we got a bad feeling. We got back in. We went to a different gas station. And it was in that gas station that this very drunk man came up and asked us questions. And I started to, like, give them, like, the look, like, let's get out of here. Um, and then when one of them wouldn't answer him because she was very uncomfortable, she wasn't even being rude. Mm -hmm. She just, like, kind of froze. I she, He started to get angry with us that we weren't talking to him. And that's when I was like, we're leaving. And I held up my hand, and they, like, went around me yeah. behind me, and we walked out. And we were yeah. like, wow, we just can't win. So we ended up going in an Arby's, <laughs> and the ladies that were closing <laughs> let us like, go in there while they were closing and lock the door. Please let bathroom. us in. We'll exactly. Yeah. We honestly, yeah, we were in the heart of Memphis. Oh yeah. Trust yep. me. I was oh, like, Oh yeah. Memphis. I lived in Little Rock <laughs> for a little ride for a little while. So I was just right down the road from the old Memphis. Yeah. You gotta <laughs> yeah. watch out. You got You got some yes. real watching out to do in Memphis. <laughs> Definitely. And it honestly was, it was my fault. I really needed to use the bathroom and like two others needed as well needed to. And you know, when you get on that stretch, when you don't have a gas station for like hours, mm -hmm. it was like, it was definitely time yep. to, to find something, but yeah, it was interesting. So I'm glad you, I'm glad you talked about that. Absolutely. Um, I do, I would love for you to go into detail about what you do when you travel to stay safe rather than, um, other than just, you know, concealing. Is there anything else you do 
Mm, what did I do in particular? Ooh, I don't want to say too many things. So, um, one sure. is uh, I don't publish my schedule beforehand and be conscious, even if you don't have right. like I'm doing public appearances and things. But that's a that's a big one. Making yeah. sure my schedule's not beforehand. If it is, I have security on hand um, at the events that I do interact with people because when I yeah, it's it's good to have someone, some other professionals yeah. uh, hanging around. Yeah, absolutely, but. What else is there? Oh, so many small things. It's nothing huge. Like, there's not going to be any, like, this is my, but it's the right. the handful of tiny things that I try to always do, I would say, which would be, I always like to have a pocket knife on me. <laughs> They're one of the okay. nifiest things in all the world, and if you're not comfortable with yeah. A gun pocket knife is fantastic. And if you're not comfortable with a pocket knife because you're afraid of cutting yourself, there are some excellent non-metallic knives. So, like, I have one. And it's, think of, like, a fancy shank. Um, is it Black Triangle? Um, no. Uh, TW okay. Brands gear. Um, yeah. Okay. But okay. I have, like, it's a little, like, a little little boot one uh and it's excellent for places where you can't have a pocket knife or metal or anything like that you don't have to worry about cutting yourself uh i think of them as an excellent like teen thing uh i've always been conscious of my personal safety so i guess i i feel odd saying like for teens but i have always been kind of self sufficient and of that mindset having grown up around it so like I remember this is a random left turn pause and left turn because I think this is funny um go for it when I was oh what was I I think 14 um this was around when there had been a lot of bad theater happenings and I was going with my little girl's friends to watch a movie and I was like what are we going to do? Like, it's just us going into right. this theater. And all of you guys, like, if something happens, I'm going to be the one that has to do something. None of you are going to do it. Right. Um, so I was like, right. oh, what are we yes, going to do? Like I was like, oh, no big deal, yo. <laughs> I'm going to bring a bottle of aerosol hairspray and a lighter. And if anything happens, at least I'm going to burn everything down. I don't know what my plan was, but I was like, I got Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> anyways that was very right. random but uh yeah that was my 14 no, year old 13 year old uh like problem solving i was like i'll just have a tiny flamethrower <laughs> comes in I, i'll set off the smoke detector to let everybody know exactly and then they know oh my gosh that's incredible it's like if you're taking me down you're going down with me kind of thing i used to keep these like metal rods yeah, exactly. I yeah. had these like metal rods from the like uh, workout equipment pieces my mom would have in our yeah. exercise room. And I used to like wrap them in like that tape you put on tennis rackets. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I would keep that in my room as like a little baton, even though I had yeah. no idea how to use a baton. We did like short yeah, stuff in the martial arts I did when was I was something. younger. So you was, had like, something. something to hit yeah. somebody with. Yes. You needed something. Rather than yeah. my 
untrained knuckles. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, I love I know. it. So what type of martial arts do you do? So when I uh, was 13, I began uh, Musu Wan. It's a Korean style. And then after seven years, I got my black belt in that and realized it wasn't very applicable to like what would happen if someone were to like come up and like pick me up and try to slam mm-hmm. me down on the concrete kind of thing. So I mm-hmm. started Muay Thai and um, mm-hmm. I got interested in weapon training. So I went into Krav Maga and then I started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, mm-hmm. And actually it was in Krav Maga that I was like, I really want to learn how to use a gun because we were learning how to take them away from people. And then I was like, what the hell am I supposed to do once I have a gun? Like, am I supposed to just like use the butt of it? You know, like then the muscles pointing right towards me. Exactly. Just throw it away. Like, so I, I just, I remember Good reaching point. out to one Good of my point. closest friends and yeah. Right. I, I wrote him and I was like, Hey man, can, can you teach me how to, how to shoot? And it just kind of happened. So, um, I definitely wanted to be a like professional fighter when I was older. Um, my parents were very worried about me doing that. And I, you know, just like any good parents would be like concerned about that, you know, and I always told them I understood why they were, I was very, very empathetic at that age, but, um, still am, but, um, I, uh, got into Muay Thai and I started to, I didn't necessarily lie, but I mean, I guess not saying anything is lying. So I didn't tell my parents I was training for a fight. And during that time, karma hit me, um, broke my nose a few times and I've had to have two surgeries since to correct it. So I have a really nice nose now. It's very like, you know, you're like, very pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. This, this like very expensive piece of, Mm, um, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. work. Um, Handcrafted by the gods. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yes. That's what it feels like. So that's why my training has kind of evolved from, um, mostly like jujitsu to now weapons, but now I'm learning in order to truly like understand, you know, weapons training, there needs to be a little bit of force on force. So I love the, the set, the seminars that have the helmets and, um, mm-hmm. where I don't have to worry about my nose breaking it, and everything. Have you done anything like wild. that? I've done, um, yeah, the simunitions, uh, that training I talked about in Florida mm-hmm. at a place called waft. You have okay. like, a full simunition pistols that looks just like normal pistols. You just have your helmet on and then you're running around the giant property. They have like a a coffee shop. They have a gas station. They have like an indoor parking area. So like the first scenario that you, most people I think start in and that I did was just, he has a vehicle inside this giant shop, just like parked in there. And he's like, You're just going to get in your car and hands you the keys. And then like you go outside the building and then you come in and like the lights are off and you have a flashlight and you just go and get in your car. And sometimes you just walk and get in your car. Sometimes you just encounter people and sometimes people jump out and try and stab you. And sometimes they try and rob you. And sometimes pure chaos breaks out, but it's mainly all based around you and how you react. Um, learned what was my well my my first scenario what i learned was two things one you can turn around and not go to your vehicle which is once again that whole like you don't have to go for like you can get out of there and this whole like yeah i was going to the vehicle 
I opened the door and I was like, this isn't really a great, like, this doesn't feel right. And I still was like, well, I got to go to my vehicle. Like I got to leave. And it ended up going bad. Uh, (laughs) And he was like, why didn't you just leave? Like you had an option and you made the choice. So what was your decision behind it? And I was like, I just said it's what I was doing (laughs) and I did it. Right, right. You just um, committed, yes. Yeah, you just committed because we put those things in our brain and until we give ourselves the option to like, I walk out of Walmart and I see some sketchy stuff going on in the parking lot, I don't have to try and rush by it to get to my right. vehicle. I can just turn around and it's like, oh, duh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was important. And also then there was one where I made it to my vehicle and I got inside and I was like, woohoo. And as soon as I sat down, he sat down in the passenger seat next to me. Cause when I hit the unlock button it unlocked all the car doors and I learned that you can mm-hmm. set your unlock on your key mm-hmm. for like one click driver's side, two click, both door, blah, blah. And I had no idea. So yes, that was a very big, like, well, here we both are just looking at each other sitting in this truck you learn at some point I mean my dad told me that when I was younger because he's I used to think he was paranoid now I just realized he was being a good dad you Mm -hmm. know what I mean um otherwise like if that's not something you've been told or warned about Mm -mm. how would you know you know what I mean yeah so now you're telling I'm sure someone listening right now is what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So make sure your key's set so that when you hit unlock, it doesn't unlock every <laughs> door so that you and everybody else can just have a party. Uh, yeah. I didn't want a party. Absolutely. Anyway, yeah. It was a, a very eye opening. And that's where I learned to use my voice. And that was awesome. I got to take a knife fighting class. Um, I did Taekwondo uh, growing up okay. and I got my black belt in that. I did a couple wow, months okay. of MMA. I did just a little bit of jujitsu. Okay. And what I have learned from all of them across the board is that I am remarkably inefficient in a hand-to-hand fight. And no one is allowed to touch me. (laughs) Yeah. If if I get to, like, a place because... I, I try, I try pretty hard. It worked out. Currently training for my first marathon. Like my title has been like professional athlete for a while. So I feel like I'm kind of like a higher end of like my size, you know, for ladies, you know, yeah. like I got, oh, absolutely. so then when I went to jujitsu, yes. I was like, yeah, yeah, ooh, ooh, yeah, this is going to be good. Ooh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I found out <laughs> that like my, my physical equivalency in a guy is like a 13-year-old bean pole that looks like his arms are going to, like, snap. And it's not a skill thing. It's like we're physically a match. And I'm like, what is this? Here I am working my ass off, and this tiny human is my physical equivalency. So when I look at these big humans, and I think, holy schmoly, if they get their hands on me, and then I got to fight quite a big uh, I had no fear. So like I was going up to everyone on the mat and being like, hi, I will yeah. you roll with me. Good for if, you. <laughs> I think if, if they get me, if I can't be speedy enough. If they truly grab me, I, it is so hard to go from there. Yeah. Like they got me and people aren't allowed to get me. That's my personal 
line in the sand. This is where it's really on me to use my voice, to use hand gestures, to draw attention, to avoid, because that's my line that I don't and cannot let someone cross. Um, I also learned again and walked from multiple ones where getting bear hugged and carried out. And I was like, I do not like the fact that someone can just bear hug me, pick me up off the ground. Like that is infuriatingly, um, like how, what was the word? I don't know. It infuriates me, but it also makes me feel so insecure, you know, just to be picked Mm -hmm. up and plucked from a place. So it just shows me that it's, once again, a line that people aren't allowed to cross. So it's on me to figure out how I don't let people get there. Um, so being very aware, using voice and hand gestures, like you can really throw most people off. Bad guys, like they're not, they're not known for being super smart. And especially the ones that are just like a right. random act which are going to be, I would say, the majority. Just don't right. be the easiest prey. Like, yeah, but puff up. Be a little bit more. And yes. guess what? Then you're going to be fine. Um, yeah. And if you are someone that doesn't have the ability, know that the, the less physical ability you have to defend yourself, to stand and fight, or to escape the more of uh, an equalizer you will need. Yes. Like I, I am just one person. I'm my own responsibility. I don't have children. I don't have anything that ties yeah. me to one location. So running is always going to be my first, like first act. I physically have the ability right. to get out. I'm agile. Mm-hmm. I can run. Cool. So if you don't have all of those things in your advantage, that's when you got to be more on that equalizer. If you're physically not fit, you have something that ties you to a place, you have just yourself, you don't have any other tools additionally to you, that's a vulnerable place to be. Um, And this is a world that... I think we have the best experience when we are vulnerable to those that we choose and not to the world. You know, this is not a matter of shield yourself from everything and everyone. There's never going to be an answer, but there are a lot that need to be on the other side of that line. You got to figure out who those are. That was so beautifully said. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Did you practice that? Like, no, no, these are just my spiels. <laughs> yeah, no, that was such a great, such a great thing to say. Yeah, like we want to be able to choose who we're vulnerable with. Not everybody gets to be close to us. So let's yeah. train for those people that don't see that boundary, you know, when it's clearly there. I love that. And you make a good point. Uh, Your training is very dependent on like what your everyday life looks like. Uh, Chris Cook just came on and talked about the difference between 
uh, before he had his, you know, four month old, I think now, by now Mm -hmm. she's four months old. I'm not totally sure. So sorry, Chris, Mm -hmm. if you're listening and that's wrong. Um, before he had her, you know, all he had to worry about was throwing his groceries down, but now he has a baby and he can't, you know, let go of his baby. Don't throw that down with groceries. (laughs) Exactly. And he made such a good point. It was so eye opening, And I love that you Mm -hmm. are, you're bringing that up and you said it in such a beautiful way. You have to train to your ability and to your, like with, your circumstances. I, I love that so that you're not a victim yeah. of, you know, someone else invading that and violating mm-hmm. that. Yeah. 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 We get to, and a cool thing about arming ourselves and in whatever way it be, whether it be our mind, physical tools, however we choose to do it, the more we do it, I, for me personally, the more I can be open and helpful to the world. You know, like the whole, you got to fill your glass before you fill other people. I have to make sure I am secure and that I am good before I can go out and be the best citizen that I can be. And this hit me and kind of like opened my eyes when I had just done a training at WAF. I had gone traveling across the U S solo for my first time for the first few months. And I was at a gas station and I'm someone truly that like any random person, like I could be across the parking lot and someone will walk across the parking lot. And just talk to me. Not like they know me. Just my face says, hello, come and talk to me and tell me about your day. And people do. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm here yeah. at this big old gas station, pumping gas. I think washing my wind, my, uh, my truck and this biker pulls up. And it's like, hey, can you give me directions? I need help. I'm lost. And I'm like, one, here we are in like this giant gas station, all these other people, you pick me. You're just like a random like leather jacket, like biker biker. And it's 2022 at the time. How do you need directions? I had just gone in all this training and I was feeling very comfortable and confident and like everything read good off of this guy. It was just like a very what <laughs> type of scenario. Yes. And I was like, no, yes, let me have it. I was like, I am, I think I was in Idaho at the time. I don't, I'm not from Idaho. Okay. And I was like, well, actually I have right. no idea where anything is, but what are you looking for? And I ended up calling over like two other people that were pumping gas that were locals and like got directions anyway, and coordinated and got this guy directions and sent him on his way. But it was an instant that if I hadn't felt so comfortable, if I hadn't had all these tools and experience, the situation itself would have gone, "Mm, I'm a single lady at a gas station with a biker singling me out to like come over close to them. (laughs) Like kind of not a thing I would do on my own. Um, Yes. But it allowed me to be the person that I want to be which is helpful and open and supportive and inviting, but only because I have taken the precautions to be able to do that without the risk of myself. Because no one, I don't think, should ever be asked to do that. You know, like, I, I, I can't help someone else at the cost of me unless it is what I am truly a professional at and so thankful so how lucky are we to have people that sign up for that like we have yes. military we Absolutely. have police we have p- 
personal security. We have people that go, this is my calling. This is my job. I step up for other people that can't or choose not to. Everybody else, you need to watch out for you. And you need to watch out for if you possibly have anyone underneath you, under your care, elderly, young, those physically able to take up that job. Um, But yes. Anyway, anyways, another side. I love that. I, it's a different view of arming yourself. It's not putting up a wall. Mm -hmm. It's, Mm -hmm. I think maybe just like putting up a gate so we can mediate who, Mm -hmm. who comes into our lives a little bit more. Ooh, I love that analogy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's pretty good. Yeah. That one was pretty good. I'm pretty proud of that. Right. You want to trademark that? I love it. Yeah, not a wall. That's so a awesome. Gate. <laughs> a gate. <laughs> I like it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I've been wanting to make this is kind of a little bit tangent tangential, but Ooh, I've been wanting to make some like stickers. Oh, great. Um, some like stickers and merch from like things like that that are set on the episodes. Um, so like if people want to buy like like almost like a little memorandum from like yeah. a particular episode, they can do that. And um, I'm actually working on it right now. So uh, if you're listening and you're like, that sounds really good to me, um, be on the lookout on the Instagram for sure. Yeah. Um, actually, you reminded me of something I did when I was, okay, I was coming home from college. So I was, I sh- should have been like 19, let's say like 19. Mm-hmm. And I, was picking up my mom's birthday cake and my sisters trusted me. And ever since I've been like the designated sister to go get the birthday cake every year because I live the closest and I'm the one that can go home and celebrate with my mom. Little tangent. There we go. So, right. (laughs) Such an important job. So uh, it is to give you some con right to give you some context uh, before I did this, uh, this homeless man, um, you know, or so that's what his condition seems. So I'm definitely, it's speculation, but you know, he also did tell me that. So the first time I met him, I was outside of a restaurant with my dad and he came up and asked for money. He explained his situation and he, um, he did make up a story that he had three kids and a wife that he was trying to Mm -hmm. feed. And I gave him money just because I wanted, I wanted him to go away. You know, I also Mm -hmm. kind of was just like, yeah, that sucks, man. Like, here you go. Just, you know, trying to talk to my dad. And we're allowed to have hope that yes, we can help people. Like, even though yes. most of it's shitty, if it is true, yes. I hope that it does help someone when it is true. And if it's not, oh my gosh. Mm, shame upon you. Anyways, continue. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, I totally agree. I, I love that. It's, we talk about some really almost like, uh, just like daunting topics on here. So I, I like that you said that. That's so true. The second time he came up to me was when I was carrying this massive cake. Uh, we were having a big family gathering and I, of course I, you know, as a college kid, I didn't have a lot of money, but, um, at the time I did, I really didn't have any cash on me and I really didn't. And he came up to me in the parking lot. I had parked a little bit further away because the cake shop was super busy that day. And it's December. My mom's birthday is the 16th of December. So it's literally right mm-hmm. next to, um, Christmas and everything. So so busy. I was walking in my car and he came up and he was like, Hey, like I have like, I forgot what he said. He said like, I have a couple daughters I need to feed and, I was like, Hey man, I remember you. Like, I was like, I can't help you today. I've got nothing on me. And he fought me. He was like, I, he was like, I need money. And I was like, I don't have any money on me. I'm a single woman in a parking lot. Why are you approaching me? And I was like, you should be ashamed. And I literally just like, I was like, get away from me. And I remember being so like this, just like 
I found my voice. I'm really proud of myself for mm-hmm. that. Cause looking back, I was never trained to do that. Um, mm-hmm. even at like Craig Douglas's managing unknown contacts practice, I, it was hard for me to find my voice. But in that moment, I was like, he definitely passed that threshold of like, I've already said no. And he's now arguing with me, you mm-hmm. know, for me not giving him money that you know, I've earned. He's so it was very, and it's not appropriate. Yeah, absolutely. That was, that was a moment where like, I just spoke my mind because I, I knew I needed to say yeah. something. So I was like, why are you approaching a single woman? So I like that you brought that story up because truly and honestly, a man should not be approaching a single woman for directions in this day and age. Um, but luckily you have those experiences to help you gauge like on a meter of mm-hmm. dangerous to, you know, a benign, you know, intention. Um, and you were and, able to respond. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. And I've been, I have more experience probably being approached than maybe some. And not only because of me, but like I have a, I have a truck that's kind of cool. So mainly I get a lot of people like at gas stations that just come up and are like, oh, hey, what's going on with your truck? Like what's, what's going on with this build? And we'll, we'll like nerd out about my truck for a moment. Um, nice. But that's an appropriate way. You know, like those people yes. approach and it's like, oh, I'm going to wait a little ways away until like there's eye contact and yes. be like, oh, hey, boo, boo, boo. But also know yes. that nobody else has to act in really any certain kind of way. It's on us to set our standards for how people have to interact when they stay in our lives. And if they're just passing through, right. oh, they still get to act however they do. Sorry that you witnessing it, you know, isn't, isn't part of like, it doesn't align with you and what you're doing and that sucks, but right. everybody gets to do what they do and how they do it to a degree. But, um, yeah. it's all about good way to say it. The parameters that we put. So find out what they are, be firm in them. And, um, a place yes. like this is really nice to come and hear what other people's are because when you are setting like lines in the sand for the first time, it's really uncomfortable. And it's like, am I in the right? Yes. Am I in the wrong? And know that if you are uncomfortable, then like you get to set it. Like your answer gets to be for you. Yeah. Like if a situation doesn't make me uncomfortable, but it makes you, guess what? Your line is somewhere else and it gets to be there. Yeah. And no judgment for it just be wherever it is and yeah. it, you get to base it off by how you feel uh yeah so figure out your parameters yeah. makes life a lot easier yeah you're probably an excellent friend then because that's that's always my healthiest relationships are with uh women in my life that we have no trouble saying like hey like that actually made me feel a little uncomfortable and like just communicating yeah. boundaries and it's, it's just like that. It's where is your line compared to my line? And you know, I, yeah, I'm sure you're a great friend. That's a no, trademark. Why, thank you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I hope you've enjoyed talking about the self-defense aspect. I'm sure I have. You I don't have often get to. Good. That I'm so happy you could do it here. And I'm honored that you're doing it here because, um, I, I almost feel like it's almost exclusive because it's like you're, you know, um, I definitely heard of you in the, the fir- for the first time in light of, um, you know, when I was talking about starting competition shooting, uh, that's kind of how I heard of you. And um, I, I actually think I found you before that. I honestly, my timeline is kind of uh, 
I don't know. I was about to say salty, unclear. <laughs> say salty anyway. Um, not important, but um, yeah. So it's really awesome that you're you're now here talking about self defense, and um, you've created such an incredible resource for women getting started. And I'm excited to direct people to you. I'd like to eventually uh, shoot the um, the news rose sig uh, just oh, to kind yeah. of get some Absolutely. a feel for it, so we can explain like or just, you know, share my experience. I'm not just like referring it to people without shooting it, but I will definitely Absolutely. tell people to do more research and um, mm-hmm. just at least look into that. Um, a note is too, that for all the online videos, the follow along videos, uh-huh. they're open to anyone. They would have gone on YouTube, oh. but YouTube restricted Whoa. SIG's account right before the launch of it. And like Sig just got their Instagram reinstated. So there's been huge fights there, but that was the original goal, but we couldn't launch them. So sadly, these videos now live on Vimeo for now, which there's links to it through the Sig Sour website and the social media pages, uh, Rose by Sig Sour. But eventually they're to go because we're trying to set a standard of just education with product ownership. Uh, obviously if you have the kit, everything makes sense. You have the dummy rounds. We're using the same gun. Everything's a bit easier, but the foundations to shooting are pretty much always the same. So if you have a pistol, we can do most of it together. We can still work through the dry fire. You can still master the foundation and figure out your grip and your stance and your dominant eye and everything else like that. Um, and you're welcome to the community also. Um, all of it open to everyone. The kit just helps. And if you already have a gun, you love to pick you up some dummy rounds, uh, and come join yeah. in. Cause there's so many great uses for dummy rounds. And once again, I'm excited to roll out yes. more information and more training options for that. Cause dummy rounds yes. will work a flinch out of you. Like nobody else, <laughs> like nothing else. That's a great so. way. I just saw one of your videos on that. So you all, um, for anyone listening that doesn't know, there's also an Instagram designated to the Rose program. So if you guys want to look that up as well. Otherwise, everything you've mentioned, I will link in the show notes, which are the notes below the title. Uh, So if you are listening to this and you want some more information, want to join the Rose program and get your hands on one, um, you can find all that information on the website. So that's awesome. Um, Honestly, this has been so much fun. I I had a few notes on what I wanted to talk about, but I had a feeling it was just going to it was just going to flow and um you've yeah. just wow, you've said so many incredible things. Um I I know I'm going to listen to this a few times myself just to reflect on some of the things you said. Um as a host, sometimes I'm focusing well, on, you know, you. like taking notes off to the side and yeah. planning, so Hosting? it's nice to go back later and listen and <laughs> Take yes, hosting. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's, yeah. You are this emoji. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's such a good point. Absolutely. Um, and mm-hmm. we're actually about time, but is there anything you'd like to talk about or say to the listeners mm-hmm. before we end the episode? Yeah, I would. Um, let's see. Please. Um, I would shift it a little bit to like my world of being uh, a brand ambassador and influencer and social media person. Um, Cause that's a whole nother Please world do. in yeah. and of itself. And one that is hand yes. in hand with kind of everything that I do. 
And there's not a, I mean, there is a lot of information, but not, I think in the firearms specifically realm, there's not. So let's chat about like how to have a career in the firearms industry and maybe some information that that. I've learned there because it's been nifty. It's been a lot of learning. Yes. Um, So let's see, where would we start with that? Um, For anyone, which is a question I get a lot, which is how do I become a professional competitive shooter? Like how do I get paid to compete and shoot guns? So here's my answer to that. You have to add value to the company somehow. That's how you get paid for anything. You add value. If I want to get paid from a customer, I need to add value to their life. And if you're trying to work for a company, you have to figure out how you can add value to them. Being a professional shooter and the best shooter in the world, there's a direct tie to, you know, like how that can support them. But what about on your journey upwards? You know, like you don't just wake up the best shooter in the world. And what if you just want support along the way? Well, know that it's all made up. Every job, you know, like on the marketing side and all that, like it's made up. You figure out what you're really good at. It doesn't have to be being the best shooter in the world. Like that's, that's one, you know, like I'm going to get paid because I'm the best shooter in the world and the company gets benefit from it because I shoot their guns. Okay. You'd also go like, I am an 2A ambassador. I share with my Salomal community and friends, and I'm known for being super inviting. Awesome. You can take that talent, that skill, put it into the firearms world, and put a money sign to it. Like, it's made up. You, I'm so proud of you for taking this big leap into, like, an independent career. And as you can see, there's many hats that you will wear in order to do it. So if you want a job as a professional competitive shooter, I would love to say, well, one, you can be truly the best in the world, but there's very little support on that way up. When I started shooting, it was a lot of sleeping on people's hotel floors, uh, a lot of trading and bartering for ammo, um, reloading. Like, this was not a glamorous... (laughs) thing like you put in a solid seven to eight years of titles and then you can be worth something just off of titles but you need something in the meantime for it so figuring out what your additional skill is so if you want to be in the firearms industry shooting cool you need to be a good marksman across whatever field you're going to go then you need to figure out what your additional skill is is that online marketing it needs to be some you got to kind of have a dabble of all of these but you can have your one that's specifically your main but you're going to need to be kind of good at marketing um that can be in any facet that appeals to you you can be an educator you can just be an enthusiast you can teach people how to be better marksmen you can just talk about guns whatever is your fancy um yes and you need to really protect your name. This is probably the biggest yeah. thing for longevity is that you're going to go kind of rough for a few years as you build up a reputation and a name of committing to only people that you truly believe in and only supporting yeah. products that you truly believe in. 
if you are just a name that can be bought, your career will be super short. The firearms industry is too small to be what would be like a mass in influencer, you know, like a big influencer that's like this week, I'm going to have this vitamin gummy. And this week I'm going to have this lotion that makes my ass giant. And this week I'm going to, you know, like whatever it is, like there's not enough companies in the firearms industry to be this sponsor hopper. Yeah. In the social media world and especially not in person at like competitions and on a circuit. So do not sign with someone just because they're offering you free things unless it's like game changer, you know, Yes. like you're yes. going to have to fund yourself for a while and it's going to be rough right. and support is great. And you can make deals with people to make it, you know, like as you go, but every time you tie your name to someone, to a company and you break ties with them, you lose value. Your recommendation then goes down because now here's yet another thing that you're recommending and another thing. So having really high standards for that will give you longevity. It kind of makes me sad when people are like, I've seen people, I remember seeing this person that was like, I'm going to shoot my first local USPSA match. How do I get a jersey? And the jersey game is so different. And it's like, don't you dare yeah. put a logo on you if you want this to be your career and not have someone supporting you in some big way and put that logo on you. Like, that makes don't sense. make yourself free. Right. You got to set your value. If you're going to represent something, you got to say, this is my value. And until it's there and until it's a company that I believe in, a product that I fully support only then will I consider tying my name to it and, and building a relationship there. Um, yeah. Lots of people will try and give you little things here and there. Very tempting. Yeah. Very tempting. I know. I know, but we're going to have patience and we're not going to, we're not yes. going to touch the little things around. We're going to commit for a little while and then you get, you get much better deals. And then once the industry gets that, you're like a, just not a sponsor hopper. Oh my gosh. Sponsor hoppers. Like, what are you yeah. going to do? You're so valueless. So that's a big one. Understanding yeah. having at least two big skills. If you're in the firearms industry, being a great marksman or an adequate marksman is always going to be one. And then having an additional skill, good on camera, good at teaching. Maybe you're a photographer. Maybe you're really good at writing blogs and essays. Maybe any of that. You can take all of that, make up a career, come into the firearms world and kind of get someone to pay you for it. It's kind of cool. Like my job's made up. I literally shoot guns for a living. Like I have no real title. I'm really good at that. And because I'm really good at that and I worked on all of my other skills along the way, like presenting and I don't know, all the other things that I do. Supposed to be better. See, presenting here, I go blank. <laughs> See how good I am. Uh, but you've shown it your... entire episode. What you do? Yeah, whatever your skill set is, just really live it up, uh, and it'll have a place in this industry. Don't feel like there's a mold yeah. you gotta hop into. Like you don't gotta come here and be like, oh man, now I guess I gotta wear a cape, uh, plate carrier. Like 
no, be who you are as an individual and bring that flavor into the industry. Because if we just want what's already here, then we don't need you to figure out what you bring. It keeps it all you. I think one of my greatest skills is that, and one of the things that I try to be is like the greeter to the firearms industry. Like I want to be that person that's like, Hey, welcome. Take my hand. I get it. We're kind of taboo. We're kind of weird, but like, it's going to be fun. Like, trust me. Come on. Yeah. So that's like my goal. Anything that falls under that and that feels right to me is what uh, is how I present myself on on social media. So figure out kind of what you want to be and who you are, what reflects you best and stick with it. Don't try and become something that you feel like the industry wants because make the industry want you. It uh, it goes better. Wow. I'm, lit- I'm literally job. writing all this down for me to review later. Oh my gosh, this is great. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, don't sell yourself cheap. Hold out. Only if it's a product you believe in and the company that you believe in, like the people of the company. And then a third one is that they're going the same place you want to go. You want it yeah. to be the, long- the longevity of a relationship. You have to make sure that there's, you know, like your next steps, not just the, here I am now, give me money. Um, very important. Yeah. And then stay true to yourself. Uh, yeah. Don't try and fit what you think this needs. Be who you are to, if I could suggest anything, be who you are amplified, like exaggerate your personality. It's good. It's a, also a really, I think, good exercise on the internet because it's really uncomfortable to sh- to post. Yeah. Like, you know, here I am in my house filming myself. <laughs> Let me just post this so that my CEO, Ron Cohen, can watch this later. Like, <laughs> how yes. awkward. <laughs> but... Yes. But that's so that's funny. Just, that's a great way to put that. You know, like yeah. I can think of all these random people that are going to one off, just watch it. And if I think about them, just like, ugh, atrocious. But if I enjoy making it, if it's fun while I did it and it reflects me, then like, I got to do it. And there's a lot of times, like I've posted things and I'm like, oh my gosh. And always the more me they are, the better they do. The more comfortable I am with opening myself up, the better the reward always is, but ugh, you know, the internet yeah. is scary. It's vulnerable. Scary yes. Place. And I always, my therapist told me this word that I just like, I use on a daily basis with content creation and it's a vulnerability hangover. You almost get like this hangover of vulnerability after you post something and it's, it, it's every I'm time, like no matter what, when you're being yourself, I... For me, it's, at least. <laughs> it's, it's a, well, it's a lot to open yourself up to the world. But like I said, it's yeah. how you, it's, I mean, I don't guess it's the only way. I'm sure a lot of people have made it other ways, but the only way right. I've made it. So I don't know about those other ones. They sound tricky to manage. Yes. Being something you're not and having to uphold that. That's something that I've, I've personally struggled with. <laughs> 
Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. going into this industry, especially going from medicine, trying to find my way, I, there are so many people who have the, the plate carriers and the rif- rifle yeah. to pistol transitions. And then you have people who are solely okay. competitors and then people who are solely like brand reviewers. And it's like, where mm-hmm. the hell am I supposed to fit in here? And go, I always go back to my core values and I, I still struggle with this, like to this day, like fitting in and, um, wanting to kind of be part of a niche cause it's there and it feels more comfortable when really like I'm my own niche. And, um, a lot of what you said yeah. spoke to me uh, pretty much all of it. Actually, I wrote it all down and I have it like underlined here, in my little oh. notes, but I'm, I love that you said all that. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. There's no handbook yeah. on how to do this. Um, like right. when I, when I started, I was lucky enough to have two parents that at least understood the competitive shooting sign. But like, yeah. that was just like how to shoot guns. Like I remember my first shot show. Oh, I wish I had it. I'd show and tell it. Oh, wait, sorry. Let me look real fast. Maybe it just happens to be here. No, take your time, please. Oh, dang it. It's not. I, love um, I have this poster. Um, but anyway, this is from my very first shot show where I was going to try and get sponsors. So like I just went okay. on floors and like bumming stuff. And uh, I think I was like 15 or 16, no, 16 or 17 at the time. And I was at shot show, which I don't think I was even of legal age to be at shot show. I've been going to shot show <laughs> since I was 12. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. I remember okay. when I had to buy my first like adult clothes to be snuck into SHOT Show. Um, but here I was at like 17 and my parents were going to like work booths and like work the show. And they're like, if you want to shoot, you're going to have to go find you some people to help you. Good luck. And I was like, Ugh. so like before yeah. shot show, I made like, uh, like a photo poster thing with all these different pictures and like a list of my accomplishments. And it was like five, I had like five accomplishments and that was everything. And one of Amazing. them was called the USPSA triple threat club. I have no idea what that is. No idea to this day, but I think <laughs> at some point I Googled me and I saw that title and I was like, that can go on here. Um, and I That's put that amazing. on there, and it was a lime green like paper text thing that I had like typed up like yeah. a, hey, I'm Lena, please give me money. Uh, and I right, went around right. <laughs> at Shot Show, and all I was told was that like I was like, who am I trying to find? And I think someone after like Boost Three was like, you should try and find the head of marketing. So I just walked around mm-hmm. Shot Show and like went into booths and was like, hi. I'd like to speak to your head of marketing. Um, very, like, looking back on it, how cute. Correct. Um, and uh, I love that. They were like, well, they're busy. Of course they were. And I just handed out right, a bunch right. of these things. But you talk about an exercise and showing if you're willing to commit what it will take to make it a career. Which working for yourself, it's about committing to doing all the things you do not feel qualified to do boldly. Just deciding that it has to be done. You're the only one that's going to do it because you're the one that's here. So go on ahead. Like signed with SIG. Never. I was homeschooled. Um. I had given one presentation in my entire life to a homeschool group of four people. 
I signed with Sig Sauer in 2016 and and then announced it in January. February, they had me out and they wanted me to give a presentation in front of the entire employee base at employee day. Wow. And I said, of course, yes. Oh my gosh. Let's do it. <laughs> that's what you do. If you wow. if you want things to happen, you just say yeah. yes, and then you figure it out as you go because nobody knows what they're doing. It's just those that choose to continue doing until they know, and those that don't. So, like, my legs were literally purple. There's a photo way back in my IG stories of me in bright orange shoes and khaki pants on a stage. And I was oh my goodness. just there given my little spiel and why my how things have come. But every big uncomfortable leap will lead to that becoming a tool in your toolbox that you will then be able to add value to who you are. And then eventually that will pay off. So like keep saying yes. Did I have any idea how to do whatever all the things are that I did with Rose? No. My next, my first PowerPoint I ever did was to our CEO and board of directors at SIG. So like, you don't gotta, you just gotta decide and do. And things usually go pretty well if you commit really hard, if you jump and you say, this is what I'm going to do. And you cut ties with everything else. And you just, you just do it. It goes well. Hopefully, hopefully it's in encouraging so like just keep going to all of y'all it's yeah I, yeah I don't necessarily know what the perception of me is out on the internet but I hope it is one that encourages those to take leaps towards whatever it is that they're uncomfortable with because through facing our yes. our, our comfort zone through facing our fears we're going to find like the best things life has to offer, whether that's taking up your own personal protection, whether that's pursuing a career that you like uh, and a dream or anything in between. So yeah. 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 Nice chat. Thank you for sharing that. I, I really think I needed to hear that and I hope anyone else listening um, has found some peace through what you said. Um, I think, of course, you said so many amazing golden things, um, but the no one knows what they're doing. It's the ones that act like they do and continue, uh, like who make it. That that really spoke to me because I, I especially with the firearms industry, you know, one where um, the consequences of messing up can be, you know, life threatening. I've felt very nervous sharing some aspects of um, some some pieces of content that I've really wanted to share and like mm-hmm. I feel pretty good about, but it's like I'm only 99% sure. So what if that one percent, you know, what if that mm-hmm. one person takes it out of context and then I'm responsible? And um I I really like that you yeah, the the way you explained all of that was just very insightful. I thank you so much for sharing that. We we all gotta hear it. Yeah. We all we all we all yeah. do if well not all of us actually. Only those willing to take big risks need to hear it. There we go. Which yes. definitely yes. isn't everyone. It is a small minority. But if you are on that path, I do support it. Yeah. Yes. 
I love that. I, this is, I know I mentioned my therapist earlier. I've been in therapy for five years and I, I'm not afraid to talk about it. Um, it's been the best thing I've ever done for myself. Uh, she actually just recently sent me, a, I'm looking at it over here. It's a letter uh, with some stickers she found and, um, she's never sent me anything before. And we started out in person and then we moved online when I moved here for medical school. Um, and I'm moving mm-hmm. back soon, but she sent me some stickers that say, what if it all worked out? And I asked her mm-hmm. like, what made her want to like send me stickers? She was like, you're just the biggest risk taker. I know you have just, you've literally like canceled out like half of your life's work to do this other career. And that's not something anyone else I know has been brave enough to do. And it totally made me cry and made my day. Cause I never, I never like saw it like that. I saw it as like giving mm-hmm. up and failing and like, um, all of those things. But I like the way you described everything as well. It really, really spoke to my heart. And lately things have just been, it's one of those things. Like once you stop trying to resist like the change and flow, like I feel like things just kind of almost line up for you and the path just kind of opens up. And I didn't really believe that until I saw it myself. So if that's, if someone listening is dealing with that right now, just stop Mm -hmm. resisting and like find that path for you and, It'll and take action. See, like you say, you say that like it's laying itself out for you. I know because of how things yeah. work that you're taking actions daily that are making yes. these things <laughs> roll out. It's not the universe just being like, "Oh, you've quit this other thing. Now I'm gonna supply you with this whole brand new thing." It's no, you yes quit your focus from one thing and when you poured your focus and the power of your daily actions in a direction progress has to happen like actions lead somewhere whether or not we knowingly choose where they're leading us and we direct it or not we're going somewhere you're just at a super awesome place where you're know where you're going so they're it it makes it feel like everything's rolling out because it's part of a flow. It's yeah. the next step because of the things that you're yes. already doing. And it's a beautiful place to be such a wonderful place. So make sure that you do take a moment to kind of <sighs> absorb all that. in. <laughs> because you have, I've, yes. I, uh, I talked with my boyfriend last night. I was like, you want a bod- podcast? And he was like, with who? And I was like, talked about you. And I was like, it's been so fun to, follow your career and you getting in and to like, see your first message about like, Hey, I want to get into USPSA and I'm thinking about doing this. And now look at you like a year later, freaking already shooting USPSA matches and showing other people how you got into it and your experience with it, which I have loved. And then you just got your NRA certified uh, instructor course. So you're checking off the boxes. You're taking all of the actions that are available to you. And when we do that, what we want comes to us. So good on you for being diligent uh, and not waiting for something because that we can wait a long time. Yes, we can. Ooh. Yeah, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> thank wow. you so much for that. <laughs> but in the best way, seriously, so you're so encouraging. And yeah, I'm, 
definitely going to listen back to this part a few times. So um, I'm probably cringing in the car right now that I said that um, because that's where I listen to all my podcasts. I'm probably like heavily cringing right now, but that's okay. Because <laughs> it's, it's, so. it's all right. Give yourself some grace. Yes, <laughs> yes absolutely. Yeah. And I hope someone, you know, listening out there, no matter what career path they're in, where they're taking risks, um, can have some peace now. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you so much. Um, before we sign off, is there, are there any like future plans you have or like any classes you're excited to take or teach or anything Um, you'd like to share? What am I doing? Uh, I have the few events in March. I have that one open to the public and, uh, the, third weekend third weekend in march second weekend in march maybe sorry okay. it's at frog bones um and there's also the yes. very first oh, ever uh shoot sig event which is a super awesome like truly beginner competition like you don't have to have a gun loner guns are there you can walk up it can take 40 minutes to shoot the three stages so you can literally roll in just shoot your little stages, have a great day, shoot like a box of ammo, try out different guns if you want to, whole bunch of other things. It's called Shoot Sig. I, I think it's about the neatest thing. And it's very complimentary and goes right along with Rose trying to start the initiative of getting people to the range and becoming competent marksmen. Uh, so that's cool. What else do I have? Oh, I'm currently in the process of becoming a full-time creator on the Mitchellick.com YouTube channel. Um, that has okay. been my father's for, since whenever we started it way back in the day, uh, we started it way back in the day. I used to be like the person that helped him for eons on it. And then I moved away and now it's gotten to a point where it's just not necessarily as fun as it should be for him. And I'm excited okay. to be able to, for us to like do things together and take up some of the responsibility of creating content there. So hopefully lots of fun things will be oh. rolling out there. That starts March also. And oh my goodness. <laughs> um, I'll be competing at the uh, USPSA Multi-Gun Nationals this year in July. Okay. I'll be going trying to defend my title there and then most exciting competitive thing of the year is the IPSC shotgun world shoot in Thailand. Ba, ba, da, ba. Okay. It's pretty much our version of the Olympics because all the action shooting sports are not allowed in the Olympics because we're too cool for them, which is the real reason. Right. Um, <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, yeah of course. Makes of sense. Course. Um, so I hope to qualify to be on the U.S. women's team and be able to go and defend a title that I have had since the very beginning of my career in 2012. So I've had and defended the title since then. So hopefully I'll be able to go back and do that. And that would be, that'd be really baller. It'd be pretty remarkable for, it's going to be a challenge for me to prove to myself that I can create content and support the Rose community at in-person events and online, along with uh, a YouTube channel, my normal social media product development, national champion, world champion. No big deal. Yes. 2023. Here we come. (laughs) Yes. 
Absolutely. Oh my gosh. You've It'll be fun. so totally got this. I am so excited to watch your journey and just you. cheer you on as much as I can. I I'm so impressed by you. I don't know if you can tell. My jaw hurts from like it dropping and smiling and dropping. It's like a workout. Well, good. So, well, does it good, look more good. chiseled? Ooh, or is chiseled jaw. This is how you get the, that TikTok yes. jawline. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. Yeah. No, for sure. Thank you for sharing all of that. I, I'll link everything you just mentioned in the show notes. So for people interested in uh, kind of watching your journey and, yeah. um, Joining you at uh, Shoot Sig and the uh, Frogbone event, mm-hmm. I, they can they can do that if they want to go to yeah. the to the link. So, and I actually I'm going to look can. into those as well. The Shoot Sig is open to the public, correct? Yes, yes. And you yes. could show okay. up and shoot. Okay. It's three or four standardized courses of fire, um, all from a table, okay. so you don't have to have any holster work. Um, you can bring your own nice. gun if you would like or not doesn't matter, um, show up. There is a huge plethora of SIG guns from a uh, 22 pistol to a whole bunch of 9 millimeter pistols to an MPX, and you can get those on loan. You can shoot through your stage. You can shoot through once. Say, I want to shoot every single gun. I want to shoot through this thing eight times. Cool. Sign up eight times, shoot through. If you would like your scores to show they can if you're doing it straight for fun and you don't want your scores to show no big deal you just tell your ro and they won't go in the overalls um it's small groups led with one range officer through the whole competition so it's very um inviting and like you have one person through the whole the whole time they're gonna help you so right. It's okay. a, it's a pretty neat event. Also, if you become a Shoot Sig member, which I think is like sixty dollars, you get free signups to all the matches. You get entered to win a spear rifle, and you get a discount that's worth over like two hundred, three hundred dollars on a couple of guns a year. It's just a whole big old thing. Okay. Sig's making a huge initiative this year, which I'm very proud to be part of. On once again supporting the user, inviting them to the range and yeah. giving them a comp, a thing to do because just going to the range and like poking holes yeah. in paper and like not having a plan, it's hard to know what to do. The range is the gun gym. So if you don't show up with a workout right. plan, you're not going to walk away with progress. Uh, so this is a way to get people to the range. That's fun, easy, any gun that they would like. It's not an all-day thing. You don't lose your whole weekend. You can roll in, shoot for an hour, and be gone half day. So I think it'll be fun. Actually, I know it will be. Like, I'm yeah. excited to go shoot it. I already shot it a couple times. But, oh <laughs> but I'll be there uh, Friday morning, Saturday morning, on whatever day that is. I can tell you. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> grabs the phone. Yeah, it grabs my calendar. No, you have so many things going on. Wouldn't life be boring if I didn't, though? Um, 11th, March right, 11th. Right. There we go. March 11th. That sounds incredible. So many things going on in March. I actually, oh, wow. Um, that date sounds familiar. I'm taking an FPF training course by John Murphy, and I, I think that's the same mm. day I'm taking it. I need to look. March is a very a big month for, it's a I'm trying to fill because, it with classes and instruction. Yeah. Yes. Mm, that's exciting. That's exciting. <laughs> Good. What were you going to say? Oh, I don't remember now. 
something else about March, except <laughs> it's a lot. Gotcha. No, that's fine. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I this is yes. this was such a great episode. It has like rejuvenated me today. This week has been so oh, like I'm getting finishing my master's right now, and I'm in a 300 hour oh. internship, and oh. I. I personal train and do photography on the side. And I, my jobs are very much, and my schooling is very much a big weight right now. So it feels so yep. nice to come and talk about what I love. And I love that you got to come on and talk about self-defense when you don't get to do that a lot. That is such, yeah. such an honor. So thank you. Yeah. Well, thank yes. You. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and all the well, other things we yes. chatted about, it was a lot. Oh my gosh. So many things. Yes. Just Absolutely. I, I'm going to try, if I was oh, word vomit, I was already thinking about how I'm going to describe this episode. It's going to be like an episode X, uh, Lena and Sophia talk about <laughs> like these 20 things. So well, we hit all 20 corners of that box. Yeah. <laughs> we like, did. We did. All over. Yes, absolutely. Over. Made some up. Nice. Yes. For sure. For those listening that want access to exclusive videos, you can become a Patreon. You can also go to the Instagram or TikTok at SheShieldPod to see real highlights of the um, episode with video. Um, a special thank you to Sageta Gear, the official sponsor of SheShield. Uh, for concealed carry gear and duty gear, you can use code SheShield10 uh, four years to get a gear order and to support the pod. All resources mentioned in these, this episode will be mentioned in the show notes. And if you like the pod, you can help it by liking, subscribing, and leaving a review on whatever platform you're listening on. And in the meantime, stay safe and stay vigilant.